Are you ready? Yo. It's time, time to separate the man from the boy. And get down to the business of sport right here on the world famous Ginger's Perspective. Hello and welcome to Football 2 Plus 3, coming to you live from Polokwane. No, it's not live, but uh, it is coming from Polokwane. Um, I'm here for the Bafana Bafana Senegal World Cup qualifier. Remember that dodgy call from referee Joseph Lamptey uh, that FIFA ordered the replay. So enough of the history lesson. But uh, Mo, Polokwane, you been? You like it? What do you make of it? Not really. I've been a few times. Not my favorite place in the world. So you agree with me that Julius can keep Polokwane for his nation? He can have it. All right. Well, there we go. Uh, all the best. <laughs> Look, no disrespect to the people of Polokwane. That's a different story. The place. Anyway, I'm not going to dis- go into more detail. Let's get cracking with football. Um, it's quite an interesting one because South Africa lose this game and it's all over. And, and speaking to some of the Senegalese journalists last night, um, thanks to the Senegal coach, Alessise, for not speaking English. Sorry, there's my vent out the window. Um, the Senegalese guys believe that if they don't get the job done on Friday, they're going to get the job done on Tuesday next week, and they're going to the World Cup for the first time in 15 years. I mean, Mo, I know it's not uh, Premier League football, but a lot of these Senegalese players play in the Premier League. Kiate from West Ham. Uh, Duf hasn't made the trip, the Stokes striker. Sadio Mane, what, it's funny, he's the smallest guy in the whole team. They all are these tall, lanky, muscular guys who were practicing aerial balls last night. And it was a case of headers, balls into the big box, headers. And I think that's their game plan. But you look at them and they're extremely confident. And, and I mean, some of the best players in the world, but I don't know, man. Are they the best team in the world, though? That's another story, isn't it? Some of these individuals get together they don't always gel, do they? No, not at all. And that's that's the thing about international football that I don't like, is that you've got different dynamics of different players from different teams, and um, they don't always gel well. Yeah, and I think there's a lot of pressure on Mane to, to do things for them. Kiate, um also, I know Mo Diame is not here. Apparently, he's retired from international football because of criticism he's been getting from Senegal. Can you believe it? But anyway, so that's the World Cup qualifier. I'm looking forward to seeing Mane and them in action, you know, live. It's not we get to see them on our TVs in the Premier League all the time, but to see him live in action would be pretty cool. Um, let's talk about the big news of the week, and and, a, and it has been a rather slow week. David Moyes uh, appointed West Ham manager on a short-term contract. What do you make of it? I think West Ham really want to get relegated. <laughs> I can't understand the, the logic behind appointing somebody like that. Um, you know, he's got a history. He took Sunderland down. He did horrible at Real Sociedad. I mean, he broke a championship-winning Man United team that they have never recovered since then. It, it, it's a strange one. But I suppose West, maybe West Ham have br- burnt enough bridges with managers who can get them out, like Big Sam, you know, uh, Alan Bardio, guys like that. So maybe David Moyes was the only option. Well, let's hear from David Moyes now. He was speaking to the media shortly after his appointment. Uh, the audio is courtesy of SkySports.com. Um, and he says the future is all about short-term contracts for Premier League managers. The, the short-term 
deal? How does that work? Is there, is there a promise of more? I'm more than comfortable, but so are they. I'll tell you a lot of things about it because I think that I think managers now aren't having long-term contracts, and I think it'll be something which we we come to see more in the future. You can see the turnover of managers where it's going at the moment. I think in the future it'll be it'll be more so that managers are only signing one-year contracts, for example. So, I have, if I had taken over West Ham at the start of the season, Adam was saying to West Ham, "Let's do a year at a time." So, as it is, I'm taking over a couple of months into the season, and I'm happy to go to the end of the season. It gives me a chance to look at the end of London. Uh, work at the club here, and it also gives the supporters and the, the board here a chance to see David Moyes working. Mo, do you agree with that? Uh, clubs in future, with the sort of turnstile uh, approach that most clubs have for managers, do you think we're going to see like one-year deals or season-long deals or season-by-season season deals? What do you make of it? It sounds like a good idea. You know, clubs would probably save a lot more money on, uh, you know, uh, when they sack the coach, then they don't have to pay. Him yeah, yeah. Because he's only on a one-year deal or maybe on a, a ongoing thing. But also in terms of you know long-term projects, how does how would that work? Then? I mean, because most managers they aim is a, a long-term thing, three years or five years. Or in the case if you Alan Pardew, he got like a seven-year contract. Yeah, that's right. So I, I suppose it has its its benefits and there's some some negatives against it. I think that. Uh... Moyes has to prove himself. That's why they've only given him a year-long deal. And, and the fact that a club gives... Is, no, no, it's till the end of the season. So what's that? Yeah, I suppose it's six months. But um, the the thing is, when a manager gets like a five-year deal or a seven-year deal, I know that instills confidence in him. But at the same time, I feel like it almost takes the pressure off a little bit. You know, whereas if they're under pressure for a season-long contract, and I mean... What do I know? I've never managed a, a football club. I've been excellent on championship manager. And, and uh, <laughs> remember that player, Makaku? Was it Makoku? I don't know if he even existed. You get him and he wins you leagues for days. But um, I digress. I just feel that a long-term deal does take the pressure off a little bit. And maybe they feel like they can, you know, not that they can relax, but they get the feeling that, okay, if, if, yeah, if it goes south, I'm, I'm getting a paycheck. But still, I mean, uh, even if you're on a five-year deal, you fail in the first year, they're going to sack you. Yeah, you're but... Your only, you're, you're only uh, silver lining is that you're going to get a lot of money for well, the that, rest of your contract. There we go. So uh, I feel that David Moyes is going to he's gonna tank horribly. His, his, his reputation is... It, it, he'll probably be the first guy to get you know take two teams down in consecutive seasons. You don't like him, do you? Not at all. Not the way he uh, uh, you know, broke the United team. Um, and, and, and just in general, he's, I don't know, I think he just got lucky with Everton. He was there for so long and you, you know, he just managed to scrape by. It didn't but, scrape uh, by. It was eight top ten finishes in nine seasons. That's impressive. Eight top ten finishes? In nine seasons. Do, do you get like a, a little small trophy <laughs> for that? Most managers would love that. They'd retire after that, I'm telling you now. Okay, fair enough. All right, but let's hope he doesn't because I like West Ham, uh, although they're in, they're in trouble. Um, no, but they've been failing for a couple of seasons now. Yeah, they have been teetering. Since, eh? since Dimitri Payet, that old saga with him, they battled. Remember that. It looks like they're probably going to go down. Yeah. All right, well, let's turn our attention to something else that's making news at the moment and it concerns your club. Um Mourinho and his future. Uh, 
it's an interesting one because he keeps hinting at Paris Saint-Germain and, and there's even reports that he might be leaving at the end of the summer. I mean, how much can we read into this? Is he just looking for a better contract? Oh, absolutely. We all know who his agent is. Uh, these days, managers are turning to becoming like players. You know, they release a little bit of speculation and all of a sudden the guy gets a new big bumper deal. Um, I, I've seen reports about, you know, he's suffering an inferiority complex to Pep Guardiola and he doesn't believe he can beat him in the Premier League and maybe in the Champions League he could. I don't, I just think he's, he's going out for a better deal. What a load of nonsense that is. Um, I think he is going for a better deal. Um, I don't think he's got an inferior inferiority complex at all. I think it's Pep who's got that. Just the fact that Pep's team's winning makes it a lot easier for Pep. And, and they're winning in style. Let's take nothing away. He's got some proper firepower. You look at the squad he's got, he should be top of the league and he should be cruising if you think about it. Um, before we get too much into uh, Man City and the fact that they've given or handing Jesus a new deal... Um, Chelsea's manager Antonio Conte looks to be a little bit happier and that victory over Manchester United you can see it was almost like a huge burden has been taken off his shoulders I mean it even resulted in a bit of a hand snake, handshake snub yeah I mean that was a weird thing though but then again you know there was, this, there was a mudslinging going on before the match you know Mourinho was saying stuff and Conte and all of that so I don't blame him I mean if somebody's going to you know, talk smack about you, when you do meet them, are you going to shake hands and be all you know, cuddly with them, take them out for supper? No. No. And Mourinho has been... Especially if you, you know, you, you stuck it to him. You, yeah. Uh, look, it, it hurt as a United supporter because, you know, we want to beat the top six rivals and we're somehow struggling to do that at the moment. Yeah. I, I wonder if it's the, the Pogba link. You know what I mean? Like that link with Lukaku... Um, I don't know. Maybe it's time to bring Zlatan into the mix. It, it's it, it's got it's got to do with that, but it's also got to do with service. You know, look up if you looked at Chelsea, Morata is not the best striker, but he gets service. Yeah, he gets service. You're gonna get goals. As Pulaketa gets him. Yes, and uh, Fabregas. And, but Plains. United, you look at them. Lukaku was has been star for the last couple of games. Yeah. And I mean, you got Ashley Young, who, in my opinion. Is the best free, uh, uh, you know, um, throw throw-in winner you can find. Yeah. If he gets the ball, he wins the throw-in. That's, yeah. that's his game. <laughs> and then you got Valencia, who thought he was Paul Scholes and you know pinging balls from left to right, and that's not his game. <laughs> I like Valencia. I no, like he's him. a hard worker, but I mean, yeah. he needs to. Sometimes you got to play the ball to the guy in front of you or just next to you instead of trying to cross it to the other end of the field. Sure, sure. No, I agree. I agree. Let's hear now from Conte. Um, after that match where Chelsea were victorious on the infamous or not so infamous or a storm in a teacup handshake snub. You were off celebrating. Have you managed to see Jose Mourinho to shake his hand? But I think it's not important. It's not important. Uh, uh, it's important uh, to, uh, to win the game and then, uh, yeah, I think I repeat uh, to shake a hand uh, could be important, not important, but I think the respect, you have, you have to earn the respect uh, on the pitch, not outside the, the pitch. You said on Friday, the problem with winning the Premier League, everybody has, is Manchester City. Does this show today that in every game, no matter the opposition, you simply have to go and win because of what they are doing at the moment? Yeah, 
it, it will be very difficult uh, in this season because Manchester City, uh, yeah, they uh, they are uh, having a, a, a run, uh, an impressive run, and uh, they are winning uh, uh, game, game, games, uh, games, and uh, but. I think that uh, we have to look at ourselves to try to have uh, this type of game with uh, with the spirit, uh, with uh, the same spirit, and then to try to uh, yeah, to give uh, the best satisfaction uh, for uh, for ourselves and also for for our fans. Okay, so Conte saying, you know, you got to get your respect on the pitch. What a what a what a blah blah blah. I think Mourinho deflected nicely from that his players were maybe poor on the day. That's just my theory. Anyway, um, Mo, let's talk about, um, I suppose we should talk about Liverpool a little bit. Um, they, they, that attack, I know Jurgen Klopp's in South Africa at the moment. He was in Cape Town for, as a guest speaker. Um, you should have got him on the podcast. No, he didn't, he didn't want to take my calls because he says Mo's been abusing Liverpool for so long. And he listens to the podcast on his way to the training ground and he just can't take it anymore. So, thanks, Mo. He came on to defend himself. Well, I was going to say... He could right, have done a better job than his defense. Right of reply, exactly. He could have at least prevented more goals going in. Um, but let's talk about North London derby coming up because that will be the following weekend after the international matches. North London, Harry Kane. I mean, is, is he going to fire? Has the pressure got to him? Is he carrying a little niggle? It did look like that um, over the weekend that he did have a little bit of a niggle because I thought against Crystal Palace he was going to bang in like a hat-trick. Yeah, I, I thought the same thing and I triple-captained him with my fantasy team and when I saw him you know, hobbling, I was like, oh, it's happening again. But on, on the topic of North London Derby, I, I don't understand what Arsene Wenger is thinking. You know, why would he leave his 50 million pound striker his new signing on the bench for all these big games and he would satisfy like sanchez the, the guy clearly doesn't want to play for him i may uh, stuff him in the reserve let him rot there till january sell him off and i mean what is Wenger's, you know his thought process okay if i play sanchez maybe he'll change his mind and he'll stay that's that's probably exactly what it is it's the same as as mesut ozil now i mean i believe arsenal have put him up for sale to try and recoup some funds because he's in the last uh, six months of his contract, he could be on his way to Manchester United. Imagine that guy playing for Mourinho, Manchester United, he'd just give them a little bit of an edge, wouldn't he? It would give them a bit because he's creative and he, you know, he's got some good qualities, but I think Man United have too many players in that role. You know, you've got Matt, um, Mkhitaryan, you know, there's too many of that number 10 sort of player. Yeah. Um, but I, but, and to be honest, I wouldn't want... Mesut Ozil, he's become something of a mercenary these days, he plays for money, and um, I wouldn't want it. That's a bold statement, that's a bold statement. But uh, think about it. No, fair what enough. Type of, what type of message does Arsene Wenger send these players? He's got Lacazette that he's bought. He's... He left him on the bench against Man City, which, and Man City wiped the floor with him. Yeah. But he left him on the bench against Liverpool. You know, he's opting to play other players and you've got a guy who wants to play for you that can get goals. He's pandering to his star player. That's pretty much what he's doing. He's saying, Alexis Sanchez, you can do what you want. I need you to stay. Unless he's being smart about it and he's putting Sanchez in the shop window to try and get more money out of uh, out of a potential buyer. To say, look, he's played, he's got goals. Maybe. 
could be interesting. I think maybe that's his approach. Look, this Wenger's no fool. He's been there a long time. I know Arsenal fans want him out, yeah. and a lot of people don't rate him. But a guy who's been yeah. at a club 20 years, he's brought them success. He must know what he's doing. Look, he, I mean, he's been to the puppet show. He's, he's seen the strings. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. But, exactly. Uh, you know, I just think that he should change his approach about it. Well, let's see what happens in that North London derby. That's the first match uh, next week, Saturday. You can look forward to that one. Quickly, on a, on a fantasy manager point of view, um, I think it's uh, it's been an interesting interesting uh, couple of weeks because our star players haven't quite fired. And then when you've gambled with other players who you know you thought might come in and do the job, no one's really fired. Goals and points have come from unsuspecting places. I mean, I know Mo Salah has been solid for Liverpool and he's a consistent points getter. Um, but the rest of the guys have been so inconsistent. I suppose that that is true. Um, if you take Man City, you know, you put Kevin De Bruyne in your team and he won't score. You know, maybe Leroy Sane won't score. Or, you know, you put uh, Aguero in and Jesus will score. Yeah. So it's... It's a bit of a tough one, uh, especially if you're going if you're looking at Man City players. I would rather look at now maybe Chelsea players. They might be worth uh, getting because it, with them you can see there's a bit of a frequency of who scores the goals. Would you go Morata? I'd go for Morata. Up front, what's he? He's I'd ten go, something. Yeah. Quite, he seems to be getting a lot of assists consistently. I mean, very solid, very solid. Um, you've got to look. That's I think the key is you've got to find those players that are consistently. Uh, providing assists because that's those are gold those points are gold you, you can't base it all I mean maybe that's where I've gone wrong this season is I've based it all on goal scorers so I've gone Kane Lukaku you know um, but I've come up short there so I think that's where you've got to try and find the trick is find you know, maybe your wing backs that are pushing up getting assists and get your midfielders that might nick not might nick goals they nick goals and they get assists solidly so maybe that's where the focus should be going forward all right Mo well we're gonna to have to leave it there we're running out of time uh Paul Aquane is calling my name um from a far distance uh let's hope Bafana Bafana get the job done tonight so that the following leg then uh it's a straight shootout yeah exactly so we'll see but thanks very much for listening to football two plus three on the ginger's perspective uh, remember to follow us on twitter at football two plus three uh you can get lots of scores odd news that comes through there it's a great little follow on there you can also listen to the podcast on itunes under the ginger's perspective cs2plusc.co.za and of course on cliffcentral.com you can pick up the podcast there mo your parting words as always be champions well, there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Enjoy the international weekend. I know it's not the same as when the Premier League's in full force, but once this one's done, I don't think we have any more until the new year. So it's all blockbuster, Premier League football, and uh, just a little bit of news just in. Interesting one, Mo. I know I'm breaking protocol here, but Man City have just signed a £10 million deal or US million deal um, with Amazon Prime to do a documentary on their season. So... Um, I think they maybe feel like we're going to win the title this year and Amazon, this will be a great one for you to shoot. Who knows? <laughs> we'll see. But I think City, you you reckon City have already got the title in the bag? No, absolutely. It's wrapped up. They'll have it done by January unless there's a, you know, a catastrophic event that happens that will, that will stop that. No, I think when Pep's wearing jerseys and not suits, he's very comfortable and he's happy with the way his team's playing. I hope you've enjoyed the podcast. We'll chat to you again next time.